Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm just really excited. I don't know. I mean, we're, I don't know if you realize this, but we're really contending for something here today. Did you realize that? <laughs> if your neighbor didn't realize, you got my permission to just go ahead and slap them. You know, so somebody slap harder back there. Eh? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. When we're really contending, and what we're contending for is this we're contending for a generation. My generation. I'm a young person. Praise the Lord. My generation we're contending for, and I really want to encourage you guys. This, I don't think we can say this enough. It's not about rolling around on the floor. It's not about hoeing and woeing. It's not about any, any of the manifestations. It's about believing and receiving what the Spirit of God has spoken and what He's doing in you. So as you were standing up here today, we're not expecting anything from you. We're not looking and saying, okay, are these kids really going to get radical or not outwardly? No, we're just, we just know that as you come right here into the river, the spiritual river of God that flows through this room, something happens. A deposit is made in your spirit that has the potential to change you forever. Are you guys good with that? So, amen. I'm just really excited about that. And uh, I also wanted to say, you know, it's just amazing what God's doing in the nation right now. Um, I got this email uh, the other day that was forwarded to me from Byron, and I'm sure a lot of you got it as well. But for those of you who didn't, I just wanted to read you an excerpt. And Byron started off by saying, We must be on the brink of revival. Not only is the Lord moving in churches, in a stadium in Nashville, but also in the United Nations in New York City. Parentheses, the last place you would expect the Holy Spirit to show up. Keep praying. I expect for River Life and all our friends and family to be right in the middle of what the Father is doing. Holy Spirit floods the United Nations in New York. Delegates began falling under God's power as God's glory broke in. Many gave their hearts to the Lord and were deeply moved upon by the Spirit. The UN became filled with God's glory and power. There were many delegates who received Jesus for the first time. This was written or sent out at least on July the 8th the very next day after last Saturday. A recent report from Matt Sorger Ministries describes how the Holy Spirit began to fall on hundreds of diplomats attending a special impartation session in a conference room at the United Nations last month. How did they get that set up? <laughs> uh, Matt Sorger, a prophetic revivalist, was the featured speaker at the UN conference on June 13th, Okay, hosted by Margot Kemp, chairman of the Christian Cultural Society Group at the UN. According to the newsletter, after worship by Eagle's Wings, Sorger began to address the convocation, declaring that God's kingdom is above every other kingdom. He affirmed that God had placed each delegate in their position in order to influence the governments of this world with the glory of God. He showed prophetically from Haggai how God sends the prophetic voice to bring awakening, not only to His people, but also to spiritual and political leaders. The report continued. Matt, moved by the Spirit, called out several words of knowledge for healing. This is good. You've got to hear this. For healing, prayed for the Holy Spirit to touch the UN delegates. As God's glory broke in, many gave their hearts to the Lord and were deeply moved upon by the Spirit. The UN became filled with God's glory and power. There were many delegates who received Jesus for the first time. The glory was so heavy 
that even as Matt and his team left the auditorium and meeting hall, the team, oblivious of onlookers, had to stop in the busy UN mezzanine to receive right there from the Lord. As delegates spilled out from the meeting, they were being slain in the Spirit, fell out by God's power, right in front of the officers. Have you seen this, John Arney? Okay, I'm, I thought of you when I was reading that. So the diplomats were refreshed with the presence of the Lord, and the MSM team walked the UN halls, happily praying in the Spirit, and poignantly singing the refrain, Jesus reigns in this place. Please continue to pray for our own United States government, as well as the UN, that God would grant our leaders great wisdom and direction in this hour concerning world affairs. Pray for God's peace and glory to reign over every situation facing our world today. So, man, if you, have, if you weren't encouraged before you came in here, you should be encouraged now, especially after a time of such intense worship and intercession and proclamation. And I want to tell you something. The last song that Brian did this morning had no idea what his song set was. And this morning I was laying in my living room just soaking with my iPod, and I was, that song was the very song I was listening to. It just absolutely was just taking me up, so to speak. And then I went, and I was getting ready, I got in the shower, and I took the iPod to Sarah Ruth, and she was listening to it. Had no idea what I had been listening to. I got out of the shower, and she goes, Matthew, listen to this song. This is the heart of God for today. And she turns it on, and it was this Brian and Jen Johnson song that they just did. Where you go, I'll go. What you say, I say. What you pray, I pray. What you pray, I pray. Only see, only do what I see the Father doing. That was Jesus' model. So I want to encourage you that the Holy Spirit is, is, is bringing everything to, together today. He's speaking to us clearly. And uh, the Word continues to be, well, interestingly enough, the first song He did is called Come. What's the name of that song? We Say Come. We Say Come. Spirit and the Bride Say Come. We've re- read that Scripture out of Revelation 22 many times. Come. So go with me in your Bibles real quickly to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah 55. And you guys, if your rear ends get too sore, you know, won't offend me if you need to grab a chair or something. But it's awesome that you're up here. Isaiah 55. I'm going to ask my beautiful wife, Sarah, to come up here with me. And we're going to tag team today. Is that good with you guys? So, uh, any single people out there, um, Grace can testify to this. Sarah and I met doing ministry. And it was such an awesome thing that the Lord did. Um, I was just totally blown away. But the Lord's beginning to speak to us about getting back into that thing that we started out doing in our relationship. So, be encouraged if you're single. God's got something for you. you God's got a person for you. Seek the heart of God. So, Aslan is on the move. Aslan's on the move. Remember that? The lion, the lion of Judah, he's beginning to roar. If you pay attention to the prophetic voice of God in America, you see that those fires of God's glory that he spoke of that would be ignited in different little places all over the nation. They're beginning to burn. Well, they're not beginning. They're continuing to burn and be released and be multiplied more and more and more. 
just yesterday I happened upon a uh, website of this church in Idaho that one year ago in June, they, they had been praying for the uh, manifestation of God's glory to be released. And this couple in the church, couple probably in their 50s, a faithful couple, their pastors testified of their, their character for 30 plus years of knowing them, all of a sudden an angel began to release gemstones over their house. They found them in their front yard. These perfect lavender, green, white gemstones. Why in the world would God do something like that? Signs and wonders. Signs and wonders. But anyway, just I just say that to just say the glory of God is being made manifest. And I want to I want you to turn to your neighbor. And I say I want you to say to your neighbor, He's not through with us yet. I'm going to tell you something, church. We're just at the beginning of what God wants to do in this place. The waters started here, and they are gradually getting deeper and deeper and deeper. I believe that with all my heart. I know that it's true, and I want to encourage you not to grow complacent, not to lack expectancy when you come to this place on Sunday, because here is all of our conditions. Here's the human condition. Even in the midst of God moving like He has been, we begin to um, just, it's just business as usual. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, we'll go and worship and people lay down on the floor and soak and, you know, maybe a back will get healed and it'll be cool. And I mean, you're blessed, but you begin to lack or lose some of that fire, some of that expectancy that you had towards the beginning. And God's saying, baby, if you think you've seen all I can do, you ain't seen nothing yet. One of my favorite things that I've heard Ken Seltzer preach over and over is, we'll live in heaven with God for all eternity, but we'll never come to the end of God. You can never get to the end of God. So I want to encourage you. There's more. There is absolutely more. I don't know what it's going to be, but if I know, I'll let you, I'll let you in on it. It's going to be good. Go back. Huh? Yeah, he already said that, that our pastors are out of town, right? Okay. So um, Isaiah 55.1. Who's got the, NK, the New King James Version in here? Anybody got that? Okay, uh, Colleen, shout out, uh, shout out the first word. That's all I'm asking of you. What? Hope. Everybody repeat that after Colleen. Hope. I gotta say this. I found out in the Hebrew. You know what that means? Hope. I don't know why that's in the Bible, but it says hope in the NIV. Come, all you who are thirsty. Come to the waters. Come to the waters. I was, th- I was noticing recently in Genesis chapter 2, the very beginning of the Bible, you know what God placed coming out of the garden? A river. Of water. At the very end of the Bible, in Revelation 22, you know what one of the very last things the Bible says is flowing from the throne of God? Everybody knows a river. It's a constant thread of water. Now, here's one thing I learned recently. Here's what water represents in Scripture. It represents two things. It represents the law of God, and it represents the wisdom of God. Well, we don't live under the law, brother. We live under grace. Yes, but God prophesied in Ezekiel 36, 26, that He would remove from us a heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh, and He would write His laws on our hearts 
that we might take delight, we might find pleasure in following those laws. The Bible clearly teaches us that the law of God brings life. Not living by the law, but we live under grace through the new covenant, but by the laws of God through grace being written upon our hearts. So the water, as we pray, let the river flow, you know, rain down, you know, all these water terminologies, if you've ever wondered what that, what in the world does that mean? What you're praying for is a release of the law of God to take establishment in your heart, to take governance in your heart, not some heavy thing, but that you'd find joy and delight in it because it's life to your bones. The second thing is wisdom. How many people need wisdom in here? Now, this isn't the kind of wisdom that you can get by getting a Ph.D. at Yale University. In fact, it's probably quite to the contrary. This is the kind of wisdom that only God can give. We need supernatural wisdom and insight on how to do things like conduct a private Christian school in Mooresville in 2007. Amen? We need downloads from heaven because yesterday's revelation is not necessarily going to carry us through today and tomorrow. We need wisdom on how to reach the community at Lee Park over there where actually Gwent lives. We need wisdom on that, right, Gwen? We need wisdom on how to see a whole community, complete community transformation there. How many people need wisdom in their workplace? Wisdom with your children or with your parents? Wisdom with your siblings? So when you are asking God to rain down, let the river flow through this place, you're praying, you're asking for a release of downloads. (laughs) Just to use modern terminology, downloads of wisdom that'll sweep through there. Isn't that good? Alright, moving right along. It says in, Come, you who have no money. Everybody said amen. You who have... (laughs) thought I could get a witness up in here. (laughs) And you who have no money, come, buy, and eat. Well, what do you want me to buy and eat, Lord? Come, buy wine and milk. It speaks of the the substance, the subsistence of life. The milk, the the milk of the water of the Word. Uh, Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Everybody say without cost. Without money. It's absolutely free. The river of God, there's no cost to it monetarily. It's free. The life of God is free. It flows freely. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good. And your soul, everybody say my soul. My soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions, will delight. You remember Ezekiel 36, 26? Delight in the law of God. Your soul will delight in the richest affair. All right, baby, go ahead. Well, what was exciting was the first service. We had that song that that, um, Brian sang that really was Matthew and I both were looking at each other like, man... And then Andy gets up and starts praying, Lord, make us hungry. Make us thirsty. And I was like, he's going to preach the message. I mean, it was just awesome, but that's how awesome God is. is When he's really speaking his heart, you can just see the thread of it going through many different things. And it's exciting. It's confirmation that this really is the heart of the Lord. And that scripture, when we were reading it last night, what happened was last night, and this is encouragement to all of you that have kids, 
we I wasn't even planning on speaking with Matthew today, but we were just getting with the Lord last night, get absolutely blasted together. As at the same time, our kids are getting out of bed, coming in, you know, take them back, you know. All right, if you don't stay in your bed, you can get a spanking. This one right know? here. But God is what? You can tell he's kind of tired right now because he wouldn't go yeah, to sleep last night. He wouldn't go to sleep. So, but God was downloading in the process. I said, "Honey, it's okay. He knows we have kids. You know, He knows He's going. He's going to give us what we need in the midst." You know, so I'm like, I gotta exciting. preach tomorrow. These kids won't go to sleep. Lord, what's going on? Don't worry about it. You'll have what you need. Just seek me. You know, it's awesome. So we did. The Lord blasted us, man. It was awesome. And the second verse, he started reading, "Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me, and eat what is good, and your soul will delight in the riches of affair." And I was saying to Matthew, the thing is, is it says, "Come, all who are thirsty." all who are heavy laden in another verse. And, and um, I was realizing a lot of us don't even, we're not even thirsty. We're not really hungry. It's like, okay, that's great. That's great. That's going on. I wish, I, you know, I wish I would get in there. I wish I, I wanted that. But I realized the reason we're not hungry and thirsty is because we have been filling ourselves with the wrong things. And we're full. You know, but the thing is, is we're full on temporary things that aren't going to satisfy, that are not going to pr- produce fruit in our lives. But what God's saying here is, fill yourself up on the everlasting things, the eternal things, on me, the love that goes on forever, and that what I do in you goes on forever. It doesn't stop, you know? Fill yourself up with those things. And the best way I, I had the analogy with that was, with the 7707, we did the fast, 40-day fast. And we fasted. Um, we didn't do any soft drinks, so we just drank water. And we didn't, um, we didn't have any sweets for 40 no days. Sweet no tea. No sweet tea, no desserts, those kind of things. And, so, and then my sister-in-law, Amy... Um, did no meats and sweets, and so by the end of that, we were we were just talking about how we were gonna, you know, very nice. The next day, we were gonna raid the Dairy Queen, and we were and she was saying, "I'm going to get me some chicken," you know, and so we were just saying, "This is what we're gonna do." But you know what happened was, you know, you hear everybody say, "Don't eat cheeseburgers, don't eat the sweets," you know, it's not good for you. Sodas aren't good for you. You hear all those things, but you just consuming it and you're like, yeah, yeah, I know, you know, but you just keep on, okay? Well, you do something like this and you go on a fast and then go off of it and you realize how bad that junk really was for you because what happened to me and Amy is our stomachs were a wreck. I mean, we were just like, oh my gosh, we realized how bad that stuff really was for us. We were like, oh man, that stuff really was doing a number on me, but I wasn't realizing what the symptoms were because I was just you know, eating everything, you have an upset stomach, oh, I have an upset stomach, you know? Well, then when I was reading this, it was like, oh, that's the same thing. We've bought and we've eaten junk, and we've been filled, but then we are wondering why junk comes out instead of the fruits of the Spirit. We wonder why what comes out of us is jealousy and things like that instead of love and joy. And the Lord's saying, don't spend your money on things that are not going to be fruitful in your life, that
that's not really going to satisfy you, that's not going to last forever, that's only going to be temporary, that is going to bring you pain, that's going to bring you sorrow, that's going to leave you empty, it's going to leave you depressed. But we've been filling ourselves and we don't even realize we're hungry. We're not hungry. We're not thirsty for the things of the Lord. And the Lord's saying, you know, it's like you finally you just draw a line and say, that's enough. That is enough. I've had enough of this junk. God, I need you. Come make me thirsty. Come make me hungry. Filtrate those, those, um, those wells that have been absolutely clogged up with the junk. Come wash it out in the river. That's why we get in the river. We're seeing that once we get in the river, He washes away all that junk. He is, unstops the wells, and He lets that living water become just bursting forth. So this message is called Invitation to the Thirsty. Okay, so that's what this is this morning. In just a few minutes, we're going to extend another invitation for the thirsty. And like Sarah said, some of you are not thirsty. And you know what? I've been there. It's okay. We all get like that from time to time. So you're in good company. You know, and so you're sitting there going along with it and and wanting to, but deep down where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, there's something inside of you that's just really not that thirsty. And so I'm just asking you, if that's your condition, just humble yourself, first of all, and cry out to God and say, Lord, I want to be thirsty. I want to be thirsty. I will come. He just says, come. He will provide the, the drink. So come to Him. All right, moving on, verse 3. Give ear and come to me. Hear me that your soul may live. I will make an everlasting covenant with you. My faithful love promised to David. See, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and a commander of the peoples. You know, when Isaiah wrote this, let me go on with verse 5. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations that do not know you will hasten to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for He has endowed you with splendor. You know, Isaiah wrote this in like 700 and something B.C. Isn't it amazing that in that many years ago, the same call from the heart of God was being released in the earth. In Isaiah's day, the, the kingdom was divided between Israel and Judah, and Isaiah was in the, in the southern kingdom of Judah. And he was prophesying to the people that because they had forsaken the covenant made with Moses and the people in Deuteronomy, that there was impending judgment through exile that was going to take place. But in this chapter, he's going on a little bit further and prophesying of the restoration that would happen for those exiles as well. And so he's saying, come, return to the Lord. And another thing I see here in these in verse 3 through 5 is that he's saying that nations, when this happens, that even nations that you don't even know will be drawn to my glory. My glory is going to be made so manifest in your, in your city, in the city of Jerusalem, in the city of David, that people that you don't even know will come. And in the first service, I was just saying how I believe the Lord was, begin to, was beginning to establish a glory, one of those bonfires of glory over this place. And that as that begins to happen and grow, there will be people just turn down this driveway for no reason. 
you know, not even really knowing about the place. Maybe they're new to the area or something. They'll just turn in here and walk in and be like, I don't even know why I'm here. Some just told me to come here. Well, after the service was over, I went back to a, a family that was here for the first time, sitting on the back row. Shook the guy's hand. He said, hi, my name's Tom. Great, Tom. I'm Matthew. He said, yeah, we just moved here from uh, Boston. Yeah, you know, Boston. And, uh... <coughs> Oh, France from Boston could tell you how to say that. Anyway, uh, anyway, we just moved here from Boston. Oh, great. You know, he's like, oh, you know what you were saying about how people would come here and not know why? He's like, well, that's what happened to us. We just driving by, we saw that sign, we'd say, hey, let's go check this place out. He said, I've been raised Catholic all my life. He's like, but, you know, he said, no, there's anything wrong with that, but it's just not enough for me anymore. I got i got to get something else. So, you know, I just felt like that's a little inclination, you know, a little clue of, of that um, prophetic thing being released in the atmosphere. I want to encourage you on that note. Begin or continue, I should say. Continue to release the prophetic words into the atmosphere. The atmosphere is changing. The atmosphere is changing. Verse 6. Seek the Lord while He may be found. For you veteran Christians, you've heard this verse many times. Call on Him while He is near. Let the wicked forsake His way and the evil man His thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and He will have mercy on him. And to our God, for He will freely pardon. You know, obviously God's speaking of repentance here. Turn from your evil way. Turn from your wicked thoughts. But at the same time, the Lord says, Seek me while I may be found. Call on me while I am near. Well, now, wait a second. Isn't God always present? God is omnipresent, right? Absolutely, that's what the Bible teaches us. So what is He saying here? Well, if you look at the whole way to Scripture, God does do certain things in certain places with certain people at certain times. That is not necessarily happening with other people in other places at other times. So I just want to encourage you that right now in this season at River Life, a season that we hope will never end, where God is releasing, beginning, I say, beginning to release His glory, beginning to see things happen, call on Him. Call on the Lord. Begin to cry out to Him. In the first service, uh, Brian and the band were doing the, you know, Jonathan Helzer song, Nothing is Impossible with Those Who Believe, because God is Love. And the Lord came upon me, and I just got to encourage everybody, listen, right now I want you to declare those things that you believe were impossible. Declare them right now. So I began to declare salvation for my brother Todd, 36 years old, and still hardened his heart to the Lord. It seems impossible, but I know it's possible. I began to declare complete community transformation over the Leap Heart community. It seems impossible, but I know it's possible. I begin to declare an end to the abortion holocaust. It seems impossible, but I know it's possible. I begin to cry out to God for the next President of the United States to be a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. It seems impossible, but with God it's possible. There was a level of faith, was there not, in that stadium on last Saturday? There was a level of faith that if you weren't there, if you could have been there, 
you would understand what we're talking about to believe that this can happen. Believe that a nation can turn to God in a day. Okay? Nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible for those who believe. Why? Because God is love. God is love. He'll release. He'll release. And He goes on and says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So guys, just go ahead and let's get it over with and just yield. Just uh, relinquish our our minds and our incredible intellects. Surrender. This passage speaks about getting love, which we've heard a lot about. Heidi Baker said it's something like this. The Lord showed her that the doorway to a continual room, a continual room of refreshing and drunkenness in the Spirit, there was a room that the Lord had opened up to her to go into any time that she wanted to to get filled. But the door to that room was about that high. She said, the Lord showed me I've got to get real love in order to get to that place. We can't say it enough. We can't be reminded enough. The place to the kingdom of God is to become like little children. To believe, to get low, to humble ourselves, to put off all of our preconceived ideas about what even revival will look like. I guarantee you, more than likely, God will not come like you and I think that He will. So we might as well settle that fact right now. Now, moving right along. As the rain, verse 10, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. You know, a sower can't can't plant something he doesn't have. He's got to have seed. He can't eat bread that's not there. As this, my word, says the Lord, that goes out from my mouth, it will not, everybody say will not, return to me empty, declares the Lord, but will accomplish, say will accomplish, what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent says the Lord. I want to encourage you this morning. Some of you people, some of you guys have been Christians for 20, 30 years. There were words that the Lord gave you years and years and years ago. There have been promises that He has given you throughout your Christian walk that you have not seen fulfilled to this very day. Do not let seeds of doubt be planted by the evil one into your hearts. The Lord says, I will, it will not return void. It will come to pass. It will come to pass. So begin to just agree with the Spirit of God and just declare those things over your family or over your finances or over the ministry that God has given you or over your workplace or whatever. Just begin to come into alignment with His ways and His purposes because they will not return void. They will come to pass. Seven years ago, we saw a movement in Mooresville uh, start that became, you know, affectionately called City Reachers. Dean Stein was involved in that. Rhonda Bumgardner, Luis Sosa started the whole thing. And we, we began to have this swell of excitement 
and, and, and passion for seeing our entire town saved. And so that's what we were going after. And I just want to prophesy that those, those words will not return to you. They're still a part of the heart of God for our community. We are contending right now. We're con- I like that word contending. You know, it just rises up that warrior spirit in me. Last Saturday, an Indian chief released over the crowd a warrior spirit. And me and Gabe, we were up towards the front, and when you're standing there, it's like, and he, he, there's one point where he goes, now, I, on the count of three or so, I just want everybody to just give your warrior yell. And so here I am standing next to my four-year-old son, and we're both, I look over, he's got his hands in the air like this. You know, we're just like, yeah! Just screaming out of the top of our lungs. And just this thought came over me. I was like, man, it just doesn't get any better than this. Then this morning, the same thing happened. As the teenagers came up there, I found myself with all of my kids, my four boys, and uh, my, my nephews. And we were standing there. I was like, all right, Gabe, throw your hands in the air. Okay, well, I, just, I said, now just open your mouth and yell as loud as you can. And I just went down the line one by one. And each of them just began to release something. And I'm telling you guys, there is a warrior spirit that God is releasing into your heart and you've got to go with it. Just go with it. Just go as far as that thing will let you go. That's all I can say. I mean, what else are you going to do with it? Just be passionate. Go after the things of God. See the atmosphere change. Believe for your generation. Like the beginning part of this chapter, people, teenagers today, are spending lots of money on stuff that will never fill them. And God's saying, why are you spending your money on that? Why are you spending your money? You can have something that's free. And for your soul, it will bring life. Like wisdom, revelation. This generation is receiving that. I believe it with all my heart. Let me bring this thing to a close. Sarah is going to bring this home. Are you all ready? This is powerful what she's got to say. I really want you to hear it. Verse 12. This is a famous one as well. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The fruits of the Spirit. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush, will grow the pine tree. The first service that came to me, the pine tree is the state tree of North Carolina. God released a prophetic word right here for our state that instead of those stinking briars out there, right outside that door there, you can find plenty of briars. Instead of that, pine trees will begin to grow. Whole forests of pine trees. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. Therefore. You know, this is the thing is that we have to really just settle in our heart that the fact is, is that His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Because what happens is, when the Lord stirs up this generation, you've got to be ready. Because the quickest way He'll show you that you're not childlike is put you in a grocery store with your stirred up little son. 
in the middle of no target. It was target. And then that we had just been to the call. He'd all been stirred up. Here we are. I'm, and he's going, I plead your blood over my sins of a nation. And I'm like, oh, my Lord, help me. You know? And, I'm, and, and this is the song, End Abortion, Send Revival to America. Okay? And we had walked out of, the, out of the call, and this is my little four-year-old redhead that was sitting up here. And he was just singing it the whole way out, you know. So here we are at Target, and I'm thinking, Lord, you know, I really want to go with him on this, but you know, people don't understand what he's talking about. He's just screaming, I plead your blood, like he has no care in the world. You know, he, doesn't, he just figures, you know, everybody feels that way. You know, he's just, you know, and that was one of those, show me what really is in my heart. Because I was like, finally I really did get to a point where I was like, just a little bit. You know, it's just realizing, because I could only take it so long. You know, I could only be free for a little bit with him. And then I had to get back in my box. You know? It's just so funny, though. His ways are not our ways. And when He decides to show up on the scene, we better be ready. I'm saying that for me, too. Because I'm realizing He's raising up a whole other generation that are going to be free. They're going to be free. They're going to be real free. And we need to be, to be able to show forth His light. So I just wanted to add that. I was thinking about that. It's funny. One of the visions that keeps coming in my mind and goes along with this next scripture is if you've seen that movie um, Chronicles of Narnia or if you've read the book and they say that in the book they say Aslan's on the move Aslan's on the move and the Lord keeps giving me this vision of, because they're, of in the movie where they're walking with Aslan they've got his, their hands in his mane there's one girl on one side and a boy on the other side and they've got his hands in his mane, and they're just walking with him. You know, and I want to say this one thing, because they're walking with him. They were walking with him to be sacrificed. Okay? And I want to say this one thing about this thing where it says it's free. The reason it's free is because Christ has made the way. He's made the way. He's paid the price. We need to step on in. We need to just accept what the Lord did for us. And, and... And go right on in. It really is at the cross. There's a song we didn't sing, but it was really good. But I mean, we didn't get to it because, you know, God was moving. But it says, At the cross I bow my knee, where the blood was shed for me. There's no greater love than this. You have overcome the grave. Your glory fills the highest place. What can separate me from you now? There's nothing that can separate you from the love of God. There's nothing that can separate you from the Lord. You, He's made the way. It's free. All you have to do is freely enter in. Repent and turn your lives to the Lord and grab onto His mane and let's go because He's on the move. And the vision that the Lord kept giving me was Aslan's on the move. God's on the move. He's on the move. And what happened was when Aslan would walk into a place in the movie, it was all winter, okay? And as he would walk in, everything around him would become flourishing. It would be springtime. The, the, the life would come forth, okay? And the Lord showed me that if we'll connect into him and walk with him, everything around us will, will start to flourish. But the first thing 
this is really awesome on Wednesday night. I do walk around a lot. <laughs> Instead of the thorn Stand bush, still. we'll go to the pine tree. Yeah. Instead of briars, the myrtle. That's right. Yeah, life. The first thing, it's okay. The first thing, um, I'll be here in a minute. <laughs> That's how Wednesday we operate. Night. We like to talk we, over yeah, each other a lot. Andy says, I don't understand how y'all understand anything y'all talk about because you just talk right over top of each other. So we're, under, we're listening while we're talking. We both grew up in, I grew up in a family We'll bring where, two messages at the same time see if yeah. anybody gets it. Okay, we'll really try to not do that. Okay, so Wednesday night we were, we were really praying that the Lord would release His kingdom come, His will be done. We would see signs and wonders. And Don Casperson got up. It was so awesome. He started speaking, and he started singing this song that says, Move, O Lord, move in me. That we would be the sign and a wonder. That we would be the sign and a wonder. But it was so awesome because I realized, Lord, that's the truth. You want to move in us first. You want to come set up your government in us. And as he sets up his government in us, his kingdom come, his will be done in our lives, that what would happen, the fruits of the Spirit would start to come forth more. There would be fruit that would come forth. Love instead of jealousy. Okay? Joy instead of, you know, just depression. Peace instead of anxiety. Okay? Patience instead of, you know, let's get it done. As fast as possible. A quick, you know, let's get it done. Come on. And kindness instead of Shut your mouth and let's get on with it. Okay? There would be a kindness that would come forth, a gentleness, a patience, self-control instead of, you know, I just can't help myself. You know, that as we feed ourselves on those good things of the Lord and the eternal things, that he was gonna, he's going to really produce fruit. And that's why it says, the first thing is so often it says, you will go out in joy. You will be led forth in peace. And then the atmosphere around you is going to change too. As it changes in you, as you say, Lord, I yield myself. I yield my insides. I yield my life, my whole life. Here I am. Come take up government. I'm sorry. Come take up government. More in me. Okay? More in me. That that would come forth and then the atmosphere would begin to change around you as you grab a hold of his mane. As you say, I'm going to walk with you. I'm not going to work for you. I'm going to be with you. Wherever you're looking, Lord, I want to look. Where you go, I go. What you pray, I pray. What you say, I say. You know what I mean? that we would get into the heartbeat of the Lord. He really wants to release this. This is on His heart. That the heart, that our ears would be so in tune to His heartbeat that it would just be like an explosion around us. Then it says, The mountains and the hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree, and instead of the briars of myrtle will grow this will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. One thing that the Lord was speaking to me, my mom was telling me that she heard um, Misty Edwards. You know, some of you may know her as a worship leader. She's really in IHOP. And she was saying, you know, when she really seeks the Word, 
and real, the Lord revealing the word to her, that she will look at Jesus on the throne and speak to the Holy Spirit in her and say, Holy Spirit, reveal what this means to me. Because she always knows that the Holy Spirit is going to glorify Jesus. And that's what the Lord is doing this in us and through us and around us to, for His renown, for His glory. That's what's so awesome. It's for His glory. And we will see His glory. We're going to see it because it's not about us. It makes us less self-centered and more Him glorified. You know, it just that's part of Him being taken up residence in us. We are just so much more about Him, too, instead of ourselves. And this um, picture I wanted to show. Do you have that picture? This picture that they're going to show, somebody drew for me 20 years ago. I looked on it and it said 1987. And um, it was a prophetic, it was a friend of my mom's that was a really good artist and she did a prophetic picture for each one of us kids. And every time, actually down in that little corner, there's writing right there and what it says is you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace and the mountains and the fields shall break forth with singing. There will be shouts of joy and the trees of the fields shall clap their hands. It's that same scripture. And what I realized was, because I was thinking about this and I was thinking about the fact that you have your hands in the main of the Lord and you're walking with Him and the truth is, He's the vine. You're the branches. You connect into Him. He's your source. He's the life giver. But... I was last night as we were just being blasted by the Lord, I was in this moment with the Lord. I could see his face and I was just laughing. It was just like all the cares of the world just just flew away. And I was just with him and I was just laughing. I felt like the Lord said, This is the place I want your children to get to. It's the place that they experience me. They look into my eyes and they know that they know that they know they are loved by me and that my heart is toward them and when I saw this picture and this verse at the bottom I realized that that's what it is instead of my hands in his mane my hands were in his beard and I was looking into his eyes that's the place that the Lord wants to bring each one of you to is to where you're looking into his eyes and that you know that you know that you know you're loved by Him. He's made the way and He will do what needs to be done in and through you. And it's going to be awesome, you guys. It's going to be awesome what God's doing on earth as He releases His kingdom to come, His will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Check this out. This is how the Spirit testifies. As the Lord was burning that in her, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Colleen, could you share what you shared earlier just real quick? That the Lord wants to um, wants us to be captivated by Him, and it was very specific for the youth at that moment. That um, all through this, that's what I've been hearing. It's like, Lord, I want to be captivated by Your Word. I want to be looking into Your eyes as that little girl is looking into His eyes. I want, you know, the, that captivation that it's like it's all about You. There's nothing else but You. That my heart. Thoughts are not your thoughts, but as I'm captivated by you, they become, they become your thoughts right. and your 
So it's free. It's free. And so I just, it's an invitation. Yeah, it's an invitation to the thirsty. If you're not thirsty, what you want to be. Or if you're thirsty, you just want God to pour out on you. I want you to just come forward right now. And we need some ministry team folks up here. Marlon wanted me to share this because it's a testimony. I think some of you have heard this, but it was on the 700 Club. That's right. There was a young man. He was 22 years old. He was standing in the, gro- the line at the grocery store. The lady in front of him was at the checkout with the lady. She had a hearing aid, and he heard the Lord say, pray for that lady to be healed. He asked her, can I pray for you, for, your, for you to get your, your hearing back? And she said yes. He simply laid his hand on her ears. She got her, her hearing back instantly. It was like the glory cloud just went boom. She's weeping. The cashier starts weeping. The glory starts right there in that place. The kid grabs the little microphone at the checkout set and says, God is in the, God's in the grocery store. So anybody that wants him, come on up to aisle 12. So all these people come run, r- running up. I'm not sure how the number of people that got saved, but a bunch of people got saved. He ended up, So this kid's on the 700 Club. He's just a skater kid. I mean, he's got long hair, and he's kind of stinky and stuff like that. But it's like, you know, all, it's not, you don't have to be a big-name preacher. You don't have to be a big-name worship leader. It's, it's just what they're saying, just being with the Lord. So we really want to invite people. You know, when I was sitting there, I was thinking, I'd really like some of the older folks to get prayed for by these, the younger kids here who have been touched. Let's, we, y- y'all were praying for them earlier. I want some of these kids to be praying for some of the older folks. Because we need, in the move of God, we need wisdom and we need zeal. We can't have just wisdom and we can't have just zeal. Both of those things need to